Thanks for checking out this podcast on Lone Star Community Radio. If you like this show or other shows on Lone Star Community Radio, make sure to subscribe to them on YouTube and iTunes and also Google Play. Uh, if you have any questions about sponsorships or being a guest on these kind of shows, make sure you email me. I'm the station manager. Hi, my name is Dick, and you can email me at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com, or you can call in and leave a message at 936-647-3776. Just want to let you know, we're here to support Montgomery County, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, this is Cindy Cochran. Welcome to the podcast of my show. Remember, you can join me live every weekday morning from 10 to 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio, on Conroe's FM 106.1 and 104.5, and globally on IRLoneStar.com. And don't forget, you can download our app at your app store. If you're a big fan of my podcast, subscribe to my YouTube and SoundCloud channels. And you're always invited to my Facebook page, The Cindy Cochran Show, for the latest show info. Thank you again for listening, and now enjoy. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday. And you know what Monday is? Monday means that you can actually reinvent yourself. This is a brand new week, Jake. It's a brand new week. Tra- uh, Travis. Austin. Austin Travis. Whoever. Austin. Austin's with us in the house. Austin's Austin in McCombs. Travis County. Yeah, so. he's in Travis County. <laughs> and Jake, the engineer, is here. And plus, I have a very special guest with me. It's not going to be a mystery guest because... Jake will already tell. I already ruined it in in the weather and traffic. He's my favorite guest ever. I know. Sam, the man, my husband, uh, is going to be with us. And, honey, you're going to have to put those headsets on and turn the volume up. Um, (laughs) That's right. He did have (laughs) problems. Can you you turn the volume up right there? See? And, um, you know, Mark and Kay Hater had their show, Hanging with the Haters. And that was a husband-wife, you know, show. Yeah. And so this is the only place I can sit and I can tell Sam what to do. I just told him, like, get over there and, do and, um, and he'll listen to me. Now, if you'll take that microphone and pull that close to you, uh, then we can hear you. Closer. Closer. <laughs> That's good right there, Sam. <laughs> you can now tilt it down some. See, the, the, the thing with the haters in that show, and yeah. if you ever want to go watch and see what their dynamic duo was like, we still have all their videos yes, up on the right. YouTube page right. and connected through IRLoneStar.com. But, you know, I think Sam enjoys at least the hour and 15-minute break from the Cindy lifestyle. And so when you're here, he gets his quiet time at home. He can enjoy reading his morning newspaper and cup of coffee while he lounges around. Boy, uh, if you could just get a shot of his look at his face, like that is not true. Um, He's smiling no, just he thinking wants, about it. No, <laughs> he begs me every. Please let me be on the show. Please let me be on the show. <laughs> no, that's not true. Um, yeah, that's my favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> And I'll say, if you listen to the show today, but he'll, he once in a while will say, I listened to the show today. I, I don't know if it's just, he, he mistakenly went past and, oh, there it was. But at 9 a.m., the, the Cindy Cochran show is on suddenly channel 12, Monday through Wednesday. And sometimes it's on Thursday, but I've seen it Monday through Wednesday on suddenly at 9 a.m. So then you can listen, uh, you can watch it, a replay on TV, and then hear it live at 10 a.m. on uh, on IRLoneStar.com, and then you can listen to the podcast on YouTube, you know, that evening. Yep. So if you if you don't get enough of the Cindy Cochran Show, and, you know, we're, we're everywhere, and we're on 106.1 in Conroe, and 104.5 in New Waverly. And so I spent my, a portion of this weekend with my family, and I was talking about you and your show yeah and how much i enjoy engineering it and they said well you know what is it like what is the show like and i said (laughs) well you you really have to just hear it for yourself so i played them a couple of my favorite i played them a friday episode from way back with joey Joey and i yeah and it was it was the show where joey and i were trying to create the jj show and take over the 10 o'clock slot right right and yeah, and they they loved it. They didn't. They I mean, did? and I told it. It's like it's it's a train wreck, but with <laughs> sparklers and fireworks going off with it. You love it. <laughs> it's you never know what to expect. That's what I always and and Richard always kept trying to do the pie chart, 
and and so we know exactly what's coming up and what's going to happen and write it all out and all that and i'm like you're talking to the wrong place and i don't do that kind of show i do like uh whatever you're like a mustang you can't corral well no but i i do you know i would tell him i said i do a lot of show prep i don't know what you you think it's not just because it's not written down and i don't have it i didn't send you a type you know type copy or email you all the stuff i i do show prep that's i'm always reading and listening and watching and sleeping on it uh so i i don't know what he's talking about making it seem like it's kind of disorganized but uh what i wanted to talk about today guys that i teased in my facebook page is that we're going to talk about um bud the parrot who can could be part of the conviction for uh, the murder of his owner. He could be a witness to the murder of his owner. And this is the weirdest story. I sent you, did you get it? Um, yes. I've, I've, did I've got you listen to, to the story? I haven't listened to it yet, okay, and, and I need good. to follow you on Facebook because you do a pretty good job of, of teasing things like that. So for all of the Cindy Cochran fan lovers, yes, follow her on Facebook at... Yes. The Cindy Cochran Show. Yeah. And in in... A lot of times I put stuff down there, and this is what I hope will happen. <laughs> this is my hope. This is my dream uh, that it will come out this way. And so, but uh, Bud the Parrot, we're going to talk about him later in the show because this is the weirdest story you will ever hear. It's just creepy, and it's a movie in the making. So, uh, but I did want to talk this morning, first off, because of, uh, well, you know, Jake is the sports guy. And Jake is the sports guy on Wednesdays from 1 to 2. Did I say it right? Jake, the sports guy from 1 to 2 on Wednesdays? Yes, 1 to 2, yeah. everyone to. Yeah, 1 to 2. And it's uh, it's not Jake, the engineer. It's called Jake. No, it's Jake from Sports Talk. From Sports Talk. And he's got on his khakis. Okay, so that's <laughs> that's what uh, you want to be listening to. And Jake is the big um, uh, the big uh, sports guy. I just turned, tuned myself into my <laughs> I just turned up the volume. <laughs> I thought, am I on? No, the volume wasn't up. Okay. Sam, have you had a chance to uh, listen to um, Jake from Sports Talk? No, he didn't no. know about it. I hadn't told him. You haven't told him? No. Oh, Cindy. We haven't had a sit-down dinner so I could discuss your the show. The last time we communicated was when I was here. Because <laughs> <laughs> of the mics and everything. <laughs> this is why I have him on. Is so that the only <laughs> way she talks nowadays? <laughs> this way you can hear me. <laughs> so, he says I mumble. I, I said, how can I mumble? I'm on the radio. How can I be a mumbler? But I, he says, you mumble. I can't understand what you're saying. Um, and maybe he doesn't want to. It's selective hearing. Selective hearing. My father's exactly. got a bad case of that as well. Bad case of that. Um, but I did want to talk about Michael Phelps and his... Shark week. Swim with the sharks. Wow. Wow. I'm telling you, um, this didn't go over well. And if you missed it... I missed it. <laughs> you, you need to read... The, all his messages that they they've been receiving the tweets and stuff about this because people were extremely disappointed because i don't know what people are thinking they just read that one headline you know that one thing uh, michael phelps swims with the sharks you see he wins he's you know he's racing a shark um now think about it audience think about it. do you think they're going to be able to put a shark in a lane and michael in the next one and the shark dives off from that from that stand, and uh, they're gonna, you know, decide who wins from that uh, that event. That's probably not gonna happen, you know. So they're gonna they go out to the ocean, they and a shark doesn't swim in a straight line, so it's difficult to get a speed on it. But they were able to to put together the speed of the shark in the water, and then they decided that they would then put Michael in this pool. And did a computer-generated shark next to him. Oh, so he didn't actually race against a real shark? No, I'm so sorry to tell you. I'm so sorry to tell you. And that's what everybody said. I sat through an hour of this thinking I was going to see Michael Phelps swim against the shark. And it was a computer-generated. Are you crazy? What's wrong? So they were all mad at ABC for the way that they promoted it. And uh, But I'll tell you, I saw two interviews with Michael Phelps on ABC, different shows, and talking about this and promoting it. And he said, I'm now I'm not actually swimming against the shark. He, he never said, I'm swimming with the shark. And he did this in, in all these interviews. And so he never lied about it or was, you know, anything. But 
uh, straightforward. But people really still thought, still thought he was going to be swimming alongside a shark, that they were going to put him either out in the water and, uh, and he takes off and this shark is swimming underneath him or around him. And I think about that. Is that does that make sense? No, it does not make sense. So well, anyway, I've swam with listen. sharks before. You've swam with sharks before? Yeah, I've swam uh, in uh, Cancun, Mexico with three oh. sand sharks. Now, none of them had teeth. So <laughs> they were 80 years old. They <laughs> eight years old. They I think they had them on you. plucked or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But and you could swim with them. Yeah, but you could swim. I petted them and everything. It was awesome. Yeah. It was really cool. And they would, uh, I mean, they would still, they had the instinct to still bite. And, you know, right. they would, it would be like. Nibble? Yeah. Well, it would be like the 90 year old woman pulling out her teeth <laughs> trying to eat grits, basically. Oh, man. So. Well, th- no, that's cool. But it wasn't a great white. And this is what oh, they no, had. Oh, no, no, no. This no. was what was promoted. He was going up against a great white to, to see if uh, he could beat him. Anyway, the shark, and I'm going to tell you this, and this is a spoiler alert. The shark wins. He beat him by two seconds. <laughs> two seconds? That's <laughs> two it? Two seconds. So that was, a pr- that was pretty that's good. That's pretty impressive, though. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Two seconds. Impressive. I would have expected a lot more than that. If they'd had the shark in the water, Michael may have done a better time <laughs> trying to get away from the shark. <laughs> but he wasn't. So anyway, that's what, uh, that's what happened. Besides the uh, British Open, which I know you watched. Sam was glued to it. Sam, what would you think about that? Oh, I thought it was fantastic that... Gordon Spieth is something else. Yeah, unbelievable. He's almost too good to be true. To go through the front nine that he had on Sunday and then to blow that tee shot on 13 like that and to still have the mental toughness to come back and and rally back and end up one under on the day with the victory, it's Yeah, he's he's unbelievable. He's such a sweet little dude, too. I mean, you know. Good Texas boy. Only 23 years old. Just think about his future. That makes me feel bad because I'm 23. I mean, anybody's future would be good. (laughs) Probably by now he's probably got um, six, seven hundred million dollars in the bank based on just what he's done so far. Yeah. Okay. Yikes. So just imagine what his future is going to be like. There's no pressure on him now. Well, no, yeah, really. I mean, he, and he's got the the un you know the unrealistic expectations that were on Tiger and early on in his career. I don't think Jordan's facing that, and so it's yeah. I think it allows him to just play golf. I think he has a better better temperament to be able to take it on the long run yeah too. i agree he'll be a great senior too when he gets to that age i'll have to bring sam on my show and we can just talk just talk oh, he loves oh i i would love to sports. he loves pick that. his brain about the because uh, i know you're a boxing fan about the mayweather and mcgregor fight if you know anything about that i don't think there's anything to pick there <laughs> <laughs> every time they've done something like that in the past boxing always wins out always Oh, sure. And it wins out real quick as a rule. And the funny thing is, is you know, Mayweather is this, infamous, or not infamous, but famous, you know, dancer in the ring. And he, you know, it's impossible to touch him with a solid strike and to have, you know, this pure, not even amateur, just novice come into the ring. I, I think it'll be really interesting to see if Floyd goes with his normal defensive technique or if he actually strikes and tries to go for well, the Well, of course, KO. it's just a boxing match. Now, if, if the guy could do what he does in the ring normally and use his feet and his teeth and all that other stuff <laughs> like they like they do in, in that street fighting stuff, w- it might be a different deal. But uh, yeah. straight boxing? No. Yeah. No way. Well, uh, we saw Dunkirk this weekend. Really? How was it? Yes. I'm not going to say until well, we, we're going to come back. And and that's why I brought Drug Sam in here, was because he had to t- explain to me all the history behind it, because I missed that in class, totally missed that in class, and why the French are so upset about this movie. They do not like this movie, and uh, we're going to tell you why when we come back on The Cindy Cochran Show with Sam Cochran as my special guest, and always the chatty Jake the Engineer, who's always here to help bring the conversation up that's why you don't put me in a sports conversation because i'll never stop (laughs) no i love it no jake i love we love you uh listen uh you guys don't go away we will be right back you're listening to cindy cochran show real reality radio and uh you know it's monday what can i say it's gonna be better the whole week is gonna get started off right because you're listening to cindy cochran show we'll be right back
Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. This is Rick TRC. Every Monday through Friday from 3 to 7, I play today's country hits on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star, the type of music that makes you want to get off your seat, stomp your feet, sing along at the top of your lungs, and not care who hears on Lone Star Community Radio, Conroe's FM 104.5 and 106.1, and as always on Worldwide, IRLoneStar.com. And we're back on the Cindy Cochran Show. Thank you so much for listening and being here with us on a Monday to get your week started off just right. And I have with me a very special guest, uh, Sam Cochran. He is my husband of almost 50 years. 50 years! Good. When's the 50th? Uh, Not this year, next year. Right? This Christmas. That's No, that's the 49th, right? No, that's right. This yeah. is the 49th, and then next year will yeah, be the 50th. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, remember. And the reason, see, he wanted to re- be able to remember our anniversary, so we got married on December 24th. All my friends said, don't do it, don't do it, because then you're only going to get one gift. You're going to get something for Christmas and for your anniversary. Don't do it. That's a dumb, that's a dumb, nothing is open on December 4th to go to celebrate and and all that, but we did it anyway. I saw, uh, I ran across an old news clipper, newspaper clipping the other day of mom and pop, my grandparents, and they got married on Christmas Day. Yikes. That would be even It was worse. like a newspaper clipping of their 60th anniversary. Uh-huh. And it, they got married on Christmas Day. Oh, I've forgotten about that. That's weird, but December 24th is strange, because you're, you're always, you know, as soon as you have children, then you're putting all the presents together and put, doing all that. And there's no time to go. Let's go out to eat. Smart man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam. He was. He was really smart, and he, and he always remembers. There was it. method to my madness. <laughs> he knew what to do. But um, okay, so this weekend, you know, I'm always complaining because I can't get Sam to go to shows that I want to see, like Baby Driver or Fast and Fate of the Fast, Fate of the Furious. What is it? Fate of the Fast Eight. Okay. Anyway. All those type of shows. He he just can't see. And he doesn't like anything computer generated. He likes it to be a real story that really happened and that uh, has no special effects. That's that's what he wants to go see. A period piece is even, you know, is the best. Uh, I can't stand war movies. I think they're just, uh, it's like, okay, so it's horrible. I'm going to just bring me down and make me sad. And so Dunkirk, he's been looking forward to that. In fact, he's been thinking it's open to every weekend for the past three weeks he said is it open yet because they talked so much about it uh had a great opening 50 million dollars first day oh my word that's just so incredible and uh when we went to the grand to see it on friday night it was packed packed and um we walk up and all these lines and usually we go like on thursday night because there's not much traffic and all that but man it was it was packed and they had a lot of movies starting uh, Friday night, and I thought, well, these are all kids. Kids are going to go to their movies, but nobody's going to be at Dunkirk, and it was packed. And so uh, we went in, and we sat down, and I don't know why. And if I say this to you, please don't judge. I, I'm thinking Normandy. I'm thinking on the beaches of Normandy, <laughs> and that this is when this happened. I, and I did have some recollection of that from history, but uh, Dunkirk, I had nothing, nothing. So uh, the movie starts immediately jumps in to everything. There's no setup. There's nothing. You better know your history or you are lost. Uh, and so luckily I had Sam with me and I kept leaning over going, so what, what, why did those people, why are those? And it was just, I probably drove him crazy. Finally, I just said, oh, Cindy, just enjoy the popcorn. And that's, and that's what I did. But um, it was done in a, you'll see three different stories going on. And they intercut the stories. Now, if you don't like intercut stories, you know, you, this may give you a warning. Uh, but it is, it's done, it's 
it's done well. I mean, the acting is just amazing and all that. But the historical value in, of it, I, I'm going to defer to Sam and to explain. Uh, this happened a year before Sam was born, correct? 1941, yeah. this happened. It was, during, uh, it was the beginning of World War II. Is that correct? Right. Okay. Before the United States was in the war. Right. Because I kept thinking, well, when, the, when are we going to fly over and kill everybody? Because I thought we would be coming. Like, we're the cavalry. We're, we're going to be coming and save everybody. And uh, you, never hit, you never see the United States. And that's because it's when, that wasn't part of the deal. So afterwards, he's talking a lot about it. And I thought, that's really interesting. But the French are upset about this movie, Sam. Why are the French upset about this movie? Well, I think they had every right to be upset about the movie um, because they got short-sighted based on what really happened. Um, when you see the movie, there's about, I'm going to be generous and say, 30 seconds devoted to the French <laughs> taking part in the battle. Mm -hmm. And the truth is, is that there were well over 100,000 French troops that were keeping the Germans off of the beach. They were fighting a rear guard defense to protect the French and the English soldiers that were trapped on the beach. Uh, there were probably about 100,000 French and maybe 100,000 uh, English that were assigned to this rear guard action. And without that, they would have been totally slaughtered on the beach, or at least some historians think they would have. Uh, some historians think that Hitler called off the dogs. And the reason that he called off the dogs was because of the fact that he was deluded enough to think that because the English people were um, related to the Germans historically, mm -hmm. uh, if you go back in history, a lot of the monarchs um, were interbred between England, Germany, and France, and a lot of the European countries. That's the way they kept the peace. Uh, so he really, he didn't hate the English. Uh, plus, the English didn't have a huge Jewish population like other countries in Europe did. So what he thought was is that if he did not destroy the British Army, that later on he might be able to get them to become allies and ah. participate with him when mm -hmm. he invaded Russia. Because that's who he's really after. That's what he, that was what he really wanted because all the resources and everything that he needed to do his world domination gig type thing were in Russia. All of the oil and the ore and, uh, and whatnot in the Ukraine and those places. That's what he really needed to, to do his job. So anyway, getting back to your question about why the French are mad, the French are mad, I think, just because uh, they weren't really given much credit in that movie for what they were actually doing. And also, it didn't show the fact that there were also about 100,000 French troops evacuated off of the beach, too, mm -hmm. uh, in these English boats. So they, I think probably what it is, they just feel slighted. Right. Because... And another thing about the movie I noticed, being the age I am, I remember a lot about World War II, even though I was just a little kid when it ended, because you were constantly being told the stories by your parents from mm -hmm. that moment on. Mm -hmm. you know? Plus, I remember a lot of things about World War II, even though I was a little kid, about the mood of the people and so on and so forth. So I think people my age would appreciate that movie a lot more because they'd walk in there knowing a little bit about what was going on. And so I, I knew when they showed that little short clip of those 20 or 30 French guys behind the sandbags, the sandbags that was representing the rear guard action of the, of the French, but it was a lot more broad based than that. Well, see, and that's what happens in the very beginning guys, this, this young kid is fighting in the army. He just, he has it. He, he doesn't want to do this anymore. He can't take it. So he tries to get, uh, to the beaches so that he can get on a boat and get out of there. 
and he runs and there's all these sandbags up and, and he's just running and you know like what is going on who is he with who's who's against him who's the enemy here and he runs up to these guys with uh, you know they're all dressed in their army garb garb and they're trying to um, and they've got all the their rifles pointed at him as he's coming in but but they don't do anything they let him in he says i'm english he's then he, he tells them he's english and so that he runs right through their you know the uh, blockade they have and then he runs to the beaches and he sees all these thousands and hundreds of thousands of people waiting trying to get on the boats and so he's got to figure out a way he's he's just the survivor of the of the movie how he's going to survive all this and then it shows his his adventure trying to make this happen but it's all intercut with uh, the air because he talked about they fought by land by sea by well they also air. have a scene in there where this one French guy wants to get in line with the British troops to try to get on one of those boats, and they oh, that's they right. said no, you go you go find a French line someplace. Yeah, he said English you're not, only. Yeah, so. you're not getting on an English only boat. <laughs> but there's so there's some amazing. They probably feel offended for being segregated in that little clip. Oh, that's in the, in the movie yeah, I didn't well. forgot about that. I forgot that that that, that happened. So they are um, so the French are upset with this movie, but everybody else loves this movie and. Um, so when you go, you, you can recognize some of those things that are going on, and it helps you with the movie. I mean, they just need a clip of Sam just describing that <laughs> much of it before the starts and then go. Because all they have, you know, it's, it's an epic-type movie, and the black screen comes up, white letters, says Dunkirk. How do you spell Dunkirk? How do you think you spell it? D-U-N-K-I-R-K. Okay. Is that correct? Austin is yeah, saying yes. Okay. That's right. Okay. Well, I kept thinking, this is, I'm putting this in the Facebook thing, and I'm going like, I know this is going to be like so wrong. It's probably D-U-N-K-U-R-K or, you know, something weird like that. But Dunkirk comes up on the screen, and then just in those white letters, and that face of black comes up and says, day one uh, at, at sea. And, you know, okay. And then it shows, you know, that happening. But there's no, like, in 1941, but I don't know this is happening. And there was Again, no... it, the show was geared toward two things. First of all, if you, where we saw it, we didn't see it in 3D. We didn't see it in IMAX. Right. And it was shot really to be shown in IMAX. Hmm. So a lot of the visual effects, uh, especially I would think probably the Spitfires fighting the German bombers in the, in the, in the Messerschmitts, uh, would have been fairly dynamic watching it mm -hmm. that way. So they, a lot of their production time and expense was probably spent in setting that type of thing up, which you don't get when you see it in just a regular movie. But unless you're somebody that knows a little bit about World War II, you miss the impact that would have gone through your head like it did mine in the Spitfire scenes. The Spitfire was probably the uh, savior of the British people because it, it won the Battle of Britain the Battle of Britain was when um, the Luftwaffe uh, was cut loose on, 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 on England in the British Isles. Hitler thought, because he was told by Goering, that um, they could defeat him by bombing him into submission. And that proved to be wrong. But the reason it proved to be wrong was because Hitler spent all of his assets bombing the cities. And in the meantime, the English moved the Spitfire factories out to the country and were able to produce enough Spitfires to fight off the Luftwaffe. And they decimated the Luftwaffe every time they came over. So they quit coming in the daytime, started coming at, the ni at, at night. And by that time, they had their anti-aircraft built up to the point to where they could shoot down enough planes to make it so distasteful that finally they quit, they quit using airplanes, and that's why, technologically, the Germans came up with the U-2 rocket and the buzz bombs that they used because the airplanes just weren't, weren't working. But when you watch that movie and you saw the Spitfire shooting down those German planes, that's what came into my head was that that was um, a tool that saved the English bacon in World War II. Well, you know, when we watched that, it was it was really um, 
exciting. I like those scenes. And those look very realistic, the way the guys had to fight and what they, you know, what they were up against and all was, was really good. Uh, and usually I don't like that kind of stuff. I hear the music. we got to go to a break. And um, I love this. Honey, you're so smart about that. I can't even break in and say, sorry, we got to take a break. Joe. Well, i got a few <laughs> questions for him when we come back. Too. Okay. Okay. I knew that you would. I just knew it. And Austin, I may have some questions as well because i don't know what i'm talking about okay so <laughs> you're listening to the cindy cochran show real reality radio we're talking don kirk we'll be right back a lone star community radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on conroe's fm 104.5 106.1 and on irlonestar.com start your own podcast create your first youtube channel and be on tv contact lone star community radio online at irlonestar.com or call the station message line at 936-647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. And you're back on the Cindy Cochran Show. Uh, we've been talking history. Yes. Uh, victory at Sea. I don't know if you're old enough. I know these guys aren't old enough to remember Victory at Sea. But that was a black and white movie that showed all the footage from World War II. And my dad would sit there and tell me all about this and that and uh, what was happening. And he just loved that. And it was like the most bonding time I had with my dad is for him to explain that and how excited he was about that he said to me he said the thing on the ships when he was on a ship and the gunnery the it's a, those uh what are those called turret the ones that they'd hold and as the planes fly over they you know any aircraft guns yeah <laughs> okay okay something like that the guns that would shoot the planes down um but anyway he said it's funny because people would think that all you had to do is you know line it up and then you've got this scope on it and you start shooting and he said it was such a hit and miss thing. They would just start shooting in the air and hope the plane would fly across it and and they could get it. And he said because uh, they were so so awkward to try and handle handle those things. And uh, he said that uh, when Iwo Jima happened, he said they were all on you know binoculars watching and when they watched that flag go up. He got to see the flag go up he, off the ship that he was on. He was in the Navy and um, and how amazing that was. And then he got, um, he was late getting back to the ship, and they considered him AWL, and he had to try and catch up with another ship and to, to get back to the ship. And so he said it just about ruined him, uh, his career after, after doing all of that and then being late getting, to the, getting back to your ship. Is so, AWL AWOL? AWL AWOL. Did I, did I say AWOL or did I say? You said AWL. Oh. So I, I assume absence without, you know, leave. What is, yeah, absence without leave. Yeah, I think, what, I think that's what it is. Yeah, I, I never, I've never heard it. Refer, I've always just known it was going AWOL. I didn't even know it stood for absence <laughs> without leave. That's interesting. Really interesting. Yeah. Uh, I just got a. Um, I just wanted to let you know. Um, texting the stream is down. The stream online is down. Uh huh. Okay, I'll, so. I'll I'll mess with that. Uh, so Sam, I had a question about the. Outside of the French involvement in Dunkirk, was it fairly accurate, the, the movie, historically, overall? Because I know Hacksaw Ridge was very accurate, and that was a very good oh, movie as well. I, I really enjoyed that, that one. So I when, I, when I watch a, a history movie, I want, it, I want it to be accurate. I feel like if, it, if it's not, it loses out. Yeah, I think, I think it was to a certain extent. But one of the things I told Cindy when we came out of the show, and she had mentioned earlier, I don't like computer generation um you know more troops more planes and all that type of thing but this movie could have used that hmm. just from the simple reason that it didn't it didn't i don't think give a fair depiction to what the actual scope was of the rescue uh 
there had to be a lot more boats than what it showed, uh, and there had to be uh, the the way that they shot it. You didn't see three hundred thousand troops down there on that beach, and that's how many were actually there. Mm-hmm. Um, not bad mouth in the movie. It was a good movie, um, and I think that. Uh, well, yeah, I'll give you an example. When I came out, there was a lady who had brought some teenage <laughs> girls to that show, which was kind of a and weird, boys too. There was weird boys deal, and girls, but, yeah. But but there were I don't know five or six girls and a couple of boys there, and they were full of questions to this lady. And she was she was a, a lady probably in her early fifties, and she was having to use her uh, her iPad to answer their questions. You know, <laughs> and I was tempted answers. to go over and and fill in some of the <laughs> some of the questions they were go, asking. Go take the know. Google answers out of there. Yeah, but um, the, the movie uh, could have just had a lot more fill in and and. and and prescript uh, that would enable people, younger people, to get a little bit better feel of it who weren't historically versed. Yeah. You mentioned Hacksaw Ridge. It's funny. I saw that the next night on TV. Again, I had seen uh-huh. it in, in the movies. That was a much better depiction, I think, uh, yeah. relative to reality about hmm. what was going on. Hmm. Uh, and it stayed with one thing. I mean, you're, it, the whole thing was that around that guy. So you had enough time to build all your emotions and build everything, you know, that you uh, prejudiced or whatever with this guy because they gave enough time to it. And it was done so well. And I think, uh, I guess if I was going to put in a nutshell, what I'm trying to say, it's, it's emotional impact. Mm-hmm. The emotional impact of what you're looking at uh, was better with Hacksaw Ridge than it was with Dunkirk. It pulled at the heartstrings a little more, yeah, huh? Yeah, because I, I don't think they, they they didn't do a good job of telling the real story. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how you'd go about doing that. I'm not a script writer, and I don't know how you would uh, do, you know, preface it to give people a, you know, a six-week course in, in his, the history of World War II so but they'd understand been, it better. No, there could have been so many more things of, of narrative that would have helped people like me to understand but when the the boats came people were bringing their you know their boats that they fish in boats that they use for their you know their jobs or whatever and they're bringing those boats in and courageously you know under the the guise of the uh, of uh, the germans coming in and shooting everybody uh that these boats came in anyway and picked up these boys to take them home and how proud they were of him and, and that they were risking their lives to come pick up these boys because their their boats weren't able to get to them and they couldn't get close enough to the to the beach to get the guys in and all the problems that they had with that and they'd line these guys up on these piers these long piers and then the germans come in and just take them all out it was just sitting ducks it was horrible but this movie made enough of a like promotional impact Mm -hmm. that for it to make fifty-five million in the oh. opening weekend Woo. is is huge, and I think you know a lot of people wanted to see it. Well, my own personal opinion is based on what you have a choice of when you go to the movies these days. <laughs> it, was, it, it was a great movie if you want to rate it that way. Okay. Well, but you compare it to the other blockbuster, the, the one that was supposed to be the killer this weekend was Valerian, and it tanked. Oh, it tanked. Twenty-three so and a half million. It it was expected to compete with guardians and it didn't even come close oh well that's just that that is exactly what sam will not go <laughs> to the movies to see because that's because all, all cgi all cgi all cgi <laughs> like watching avatar or something but uh that's what i thought it was going to be close to was avatar and i was thinking this is going to be cool this i love this movie this is going to be great the trailers were good well, well uh, yeah the but, concept behind it is is a thousand worlds in one in yeah. one little con or one little area, I was yeah. gonna say condo. <laughs> That's the world's in one condo. I didn't mean the movie was like Avatar, but it was just the the, the CGI part of it. Oh and how, yeah, of how course. they did that. But I, uh, I I was looking forward to going and seeing that, and now it came out with such horrible reviews. Now that doesn't mean I still won't go see it because sometimes I don't believe the critics. Yeah, it. but if if that usually I won't spend the money to go see it. Yeah, that that'll be I'll wait to till it comes out. That's what I would tell people. There's a go to the movie and see it. Mm-hmm. Go to the movie because the popcorn's good. Or go wait till the VHS comes out. And v- then, VHS? And then wait till it comes on TV. <laughs> VHS? That's I, what I used to I, I don't said, think we I have VHS say, technology anymore. No, that's what I used to tell people. Like, what if the, is it a good movie? Wait till the VHS comes out. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say beta. It used to be beta. And then I went to 
Nobody. Oh, you're really anymore. dating yourself. Well, ten years from now, you won't be talking movie houses anymore. Either. That's that is so true. Or less than that, the way things are going. No. I hope not, because I, I, you can't get that good of popcorn anywhere else. No, nowhere else. That's exactly right. Well, and that's a, that's that's a good cue for a good entrepreneur. The same. Figure, figure out a way people can get that quality popcorn yes. at home. Yes. How do you package that's that? A, yes. And they ought to. That's that's what uh, some of these network people that ought to do. See, Netflix, for example, if yeah. they had a popcorn yeah. brand. <laughs> Their own popcorn There brand. we go. And we're going to put Sam's okay. face on it. That's right. That's right. So he kind of looks like that Orville. Orville. Orville guy. <laughs> uh, anyway. Okay, guys. We will be right back. You're listening to Cindy Cochran Show. And uh, we've got Sam Cochran as our special guest. But don't go away. There's more to come. Hey, guys. I'm Joey Savage. Corey DLG. We are Nerd Thug Radio. Catch us every Monday from 1 to 3. And check out our website, nerdthugradio.com. We like to talk about quilting, horseback riding, and baking quiche. Actually, we don't, but we do like talking nerdy to you. That's right. Every Monday from 1 to 3 p.m., hashtag talking nerdy to you. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com slash sponsor for more information or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast FM and internet radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Oh, boy. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, we're back. Oh boy. We're back. And now we can talk about Bud the Parrot. Oh, yes. Bud From the Dunkirk Parrot. to Bud the Parrot. I'm telling you, I love the range of this show. Uh, honey, have you heard about uh, Bud the Parrot? About Don't... 15 minutes ago when, oh, okay. you, when you first met him. <laughs> on the way over here. Um, okay, we have a YouTube version of this story. Let me preface this just a little bit. Um, this happened a year ago, and they're just now maybe winding down this this whole uh, event that happened, this crime scene. And this reminds me of something that uh, this is in honor of uh, Bob Barry uh, <laughs> and Who Done It. <laughs> so, have you come um, up with a new title for Mondays yet? No, because the, the police chief won't get back to me about who's going to replace Bob Barry in doing Who Done It. You know, so, but uh, you have a murder scene. Murder scene. This guy um, was shot five times, and his second wife, that he's married to at the time, uh, survived a bullet that went to the, her head. And uh, so I want you to figure out as you listen to the story. This is the recount on the on the channel there in uh, Michigan, is where this this happened. So this is Bud the Parrot. And what does a parrot have to do with a murder crime? Okay, roll it, Jake. What does it take to be a fighter? It takes heart. Dedication. Strength. Integrity. It takes compassion. Well, you've got to have the commercials. You've got to have the commercials. This is the commercial I loaded this up already, and the commercial already played, and now it's re... Here we go yesterday about that foul-mouthed parrot that apparently witnessed his owner's murder and mimics what may have been Martin Durham's last words. It's a story that has already spread across the globe. New tonight, as the investigation into the year-old murder continues, 24-Hour News 8's Ken Colker met Bud and his new owner. This is Bud. He'll be 20 here in September. Since two weeks after his owner, Martin Durham, was killed in his home, Bud has repeated it over and over. The African gray parrot is now owned by Durham's first wife, who had owned it with him before they got divorced. Yeah, boy. And that's Marty's voice. That's Marty used to always say that to my kids. She says the bird often talks in Martin Durham's voice. At least a few times a week, she says, it seems to replay the murder. It's intense when it happens that my house turns cold. 
Durham was shot five times in his home in May 2015. His wife, Glenna, survived a bullet wound to the head. Now she's identified in police reports as a suspect in a murder and attempted suicide. He was there to see it all, and he heard it. He, it imprinted in his brain. He can't let it go, and that's awful. Bud won't perform in front of an audience. While we didn't catch much on our camera, we did hear him utter an expletive off camera. Is it at all possible that he could have heard it on television? Well, maybe, but he's using Marty's voice. The Nuevo County prosecutor says he has no plans to use the parrot in court. That's no surprise to a local legal expert, Muskegon attorney Michael Walsh. He says there's no way to prove what that bird is mimicking. How did it get there? And there's no reliable way of, of making that determination that uh, you can't rule out that the bird witnessed a homicide or that the bird witnessed something on TV. I mean, I don't think he would be able to help the case, but I think it puts, I don't know how to describe it. It puts the emotion out there like, you know, there's a dead man. And we're back. Well, what what just got me is if you if you listen to it, and you can go to uh, Google the parrot that can uh, convicts his owner's murder. If, do something like that, and it'll come right up. And so, I, I, what shocks me about that is how uh, how deep of a voice he, he, the parrot can go. Right to mimic. Yeah, to mimic. That's crazy. <gasps> But imagine when they found out, when they came to the crime scene to, to figure this out, and this parrot keeps doing this, you know, going over this. And the woman who survived, which was his uh, second wife, a, a, sh a gunshot to the head was what they're putting this as is that uh, murder-suicide. She tried to commit suicide after she shot her husband. Five times. Yeah, correct. And so that's what that's what the uh, bullet wound to the head was was her own hand, by her own hand, and I think that the the parrot not being used when the lady, you know, his first wife says yes, this, this parrot often would talk in the same voice as his owner, and so now um, they're going to not they're going to disqualify this and they can't use it. I think they should use it. Why? There's you know, there's too much. What? There's too much indiscrepancies there. Well, the only thing is that they maybe he heard it on TV, but it's the same voice as this guy. They could play a recording of the guy's voice and go like, "Yeah, that's him." Well, why wouldn't why wouldn't that be stand in court? <laughs> that would be that would be great. But what a movie! Think about just think about putting a movie <laughs> together, and there's the parrot, the parrot that sees everything. It's just like the um, Tesla. Tesla the car? No, Tesla the. And isn't that the the Nikola Tesla? No, the, the speaker that that picks up everything. You say dial nine one one. Alexa. Come. Alexa. I know it was something. Tesla. Like Tesla is the car. That's okay. Well, <laughs> I was testing you guys. You you did well. Thank you very much. Thank you. Anyway, so, but remember the they were trying to get the uh, the playback and the data from this one where there was a a fight and uh, someone was shot or killed and they're trying to get they were trying to get that. Uh, that data from the, uh, from the server to find out what was said because it was on. They believe it was on, and they and they were having a fight about the privacy thing, <laughs> like please. But uh, to think those things are recording everything that you're saying. I mean, this is really Big Brother in its finest, and that. Uh, and then we go back to. You're not one like of those a, conspiracists, are you? No, no. But but to think. Like, we've got all this technology that's recording everything that knows what's going on, and it may come down to a parrot that actually saw it. <laughs> just like, that's where they're going to get their evidence so from. So, Sam, don't ever get a parrot. Just, so, no. is the moral to the story, if you're going to shoot somebody, shoot the parrot first? <laughs> is that the moral to the story? Very good. Yeah. I think Sounds like it. I think that's, that's true. I, um, I wanted to ask you, Jake. Jake, did, is it going to rain today? Uh, we got a 20% chance. Because I left, I left uh, Maddie out in the in the cage outside. Poor thing. I know. And as I was, lo I was looking up as I was walking back. I said, "This is a little cloudy. It looks like it may rain today." Uh, but I got to tell you, this breakthrough I have with Maddie, my dog, is she's uh, seven months old now, and Sam may not 
find this too exciting, but I believe that she is really trying to talk to me now. I have taught her to do her inside voice that, you know, instead of barking, I tell her to do your inside voice. And then she starts going, it sounds like um, the the cartoon. <laughs> Shoot, why not start stuff and I go like, I can't remember what the, anyway, um, but this dog that would, this dog is trying to talk to me. I can tell and she, and I'll say, do you need to go outside? I said, well, do you need to go TT? And then we go outside. And that's, so isn't that, I think there's something there. I, I think I may be onto something. So I, it's not, I may call in a dog whisperer or something, but I. I think you need a hobby. <laughs> Hush now, honey. I think this is, this could make us a lot of money if I could learn to, to talk to dogs. But, but it is, it's so pitiful because the dog is trying to, it's trying to converse. It really is. Have you do you have you ever had a dog that that you feel like is trying to tell you something? Both Jake and also are shaking their head, and Sam won't even if look you, at me. If you are tuning into this for the first, the Cindy Cochran show for the first time, you may not understand why I'm laughing hysterically okay. back here. But if you listen to Cindy Cochran on a regular basis, you know why I'm laughing. It's it's perfectly understandable. Okay, well I've got video uh, that I have up on the Cindy. Robinson Cochran Facebook page. That's my personal page. And you are all invited to go to that and watch this dog after I tell her to go to her inside voice and then watch her go right to the door after she does it and she barks once that she has to go to. It's just amazing. And she barks twice if she has to go poop. Okay. So anyway. Uh, it's but first, like the, sh <laughs> like the show's Facebook page yeah, and follow it on YouTube, do that first. Google Play, and iTunes. Yeah. I'm here live Monday through Wednesday and then Thursday and Friday, the best of, if we can find one. Yes. And this probably have to be one of them, right? Yeah. This has to be. Okay, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. You're listening to Cindy Cochran's show, Real Reality Radio. And we want to just tell you, invite you back. Please be here tomorrow, uh, all the Thanks, week. Sam. Oh, and Sam, hey, thank you for being here. <laughs> We're going out to lunch, right? Yeah, you pay. What? All right, we'll see you later. <laughs>Hi, this is Cindy Cochran, and I want to thank you for checking out The Cindy Cochran Show and invite you to listen live every weekday morning from 10 to 11 on FM 106.1 and on 104.5 and globally on IRLoneStar.com. The show you just fell in love with was recorded and will be posted on our podcast channels on iTunes and Google Play. You can even watch the show on our YouTube and on TV with our City TV Channel 12 on Suddenly. So make sure to subscribe to keep up with me. My Facebook page, The Cindy Cochran Show, is always a good place to contact me through messages, to interact live on the air and ask questions, make suggestions, whatever. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respected video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas, at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.